This is Jen's XYZ Podcast. This space is created for ethically diverse content creators to discuss generational challenges, rivalries, breakdowns. It is a safe space for voices to be heard, collaborated, while bridging the generational gap with engaging dialogues on controversial topics, music, politics, religion, business, relationships, mental health, social justice, and equalities. We plan to have real talk to transform lives. So join us. I'm your host, Denise Hanson lawrence Joining me are the co-hosts, Kelly, Danielle, Rachel, Robin, Gabriel, Paris, Sanchez, and Kelly with an I. Jen's XYZ Podcast. Um, there's so much to unpack with what you said. Uh, so let's start at the part where you think to be more proactive than reactive, because I know you're saying the majority of like uh, people that weren't raped or health problems or other stuff like that. And I know earlier you said you gotta be careful of who your mates are. There are people who are married thought they were in a good marriage and the marriage got broken up for whatever reason and no not no no woman really wants to go in saying okay I'm gonna be a single parent like being a single parent is very hard coming from a single parent household I saw how that was so that that alone you know is very loaded to say you got to be careful who you're with because everything could have been great and as soon as you say oh honey I'm pregnant they're like oh not my problem that has I've seen that happen a lot it's just like but you wanted this you be planned for this but now that it's happening you don't want it to happen anymore and what am I supposed to do because you don't want it to happen anymore I've seen instances where the whole couple, uh, they plan for the family, man steps outside the marriage, gets someone else pregnant, and decides to start a family over there. And the woman he was married to is stuck. Not, let's not say stuck because children are a blessing. But, you know, ends up being a single parent when that wasn't the plan at all. So you can't just say, uh, you got to be careful who you meet with because things could have been right it could have been planned and we can't always just say contraception yes there's different ways it affects the body but let's be realistic all those constant constant sorry getting tongue twisted all of those are being put towards the woman we don't deprive it the sea we're the one for the men condoms don't always work but those don't always work either uh there's no 100% contraceptive out there. I've seen people get pregnant on while they're taking it, and that ends up hurting them because the egg doesn't drop where it's supposed to because it was supposed to not drop at all, and it ends up in like the fallopian tubes or something. So I I just don't think we should be like, yeah, certain instances is okay, certain instances is not okay. It should just be overall. And the only thing I would say towards it is that I feel like there should be therapy sessions 
uh, before, during, and after, because it's like Kelly was saying, it is not just physical, it's also a mental uh, thing that you go through, because your body, even if you don't go through a full term, even if it's just in your first trimester, your body does end up having, feeling those hormonal changes and all of that. So it's a lot to deal with. This topic is just super loaded. Like it can go on for episodes and episodes and episodes, but I just want people to be careful in saying certain things because we never know why the woman decides that. Like I said, I personally never thought that it should be a thing, but I also seen other people's side because I use like uh, Kelly said and Sister Julie said I grew up in a church and I'm like yeah we just can't do that and then the other thing people like to say is okay don't have the abortion you can put them in foster care I'm like have you seen the foster care system on the adoption system that's not a good alternative either so I just we just gotta be careful about certain things that we say and also on the data point Yes, data is good, but then we also have to look at who's putting that data out because like history is usually written by the winner or the people with money and influence. Great point, Robin. I think uh, Danielle, you want to jump in and I'll go after you. Yeah, um, that's a, the last point was actually a, a very great point, but I want to backtrack a bit and talk about two things. And if I forget the second point, please remind me. The first one I want to talk about is coercion. And the next thing I want to talk about is contraception. Now, coercion, I mean, Sanchez asked for definition, so I naturally Google it. Coercion is a practice of persuading someone to do something by using force or threats. And I feel like we, as a society, we tend to ignore just how often women are forced to have sex. We, in, in regular relationships, in marriages, the fact that, well, in my country, marital rape is not even acknowledged as a crime. People don't understand how much women's bodies are controlled. That's the biggest thing for me. And, well, Kelly said she's a person who, you know, she will tell you the way. She's a person who shares everything. And I'm not one who is very open with discussing things that I've been through, especially like very traumatic things. But even I've been coerced to have sex. And not just in the way that, oh, a guy is forcing me to do something, but you probably consent. There's, there, and then we have to talk about even the issue of consent because consent does not mean consent for one, consent for all. Consent means consent for one thing, and men oftentimes go out of the bounds of what they were given consent to do. So say, for example, I consent to having sex with you, protected sex with you. And then while I'm not looking, you slip off the condom. That is something. And then if I get pregnant from that and I decide that I do not want to have this child, I do not consent to having unprotected sex with you. So it's not an issue of condom breaking or anything like that. It's an issue. It's an issue of men violating the rights of women. That's the issue. So coercion is not just forcing a woman to have sex, which happens more often than we think it does. I mean, I'm sure 
we well i know that we don't acknowledge it as often as it happens i mean among the you know among women we do acknowledge it but men think that they have a right to women's bodies and that this entire issue is surrounded by how much men think that they have rights to what women decide to do with their bodies and then the next thing that i want to talk about is the issue of contraception people act like abortion is the the primary form of birth control it's not it's literally not you have other contraceptive you have the pill you have iud you have patch you have all of these other contraceptive methods that women use but apart from abstinence nothing is foolproof every single one of them there are none of them that have a hundred percent um effectiveness so you could have used condom from now until december 31st there's no guarantee that you're not going to get pregnant even if you use a condom you can take the pill every single day at the same exact time down to the nanosecond and there's no guarantee that you won't get pregnant and because of that we have to rely on human beings and then we have to rely on men because believe it or not the men are the ones with the power to impregnate women and a man a woman spends nine months, 10 months, nine to 10 months out of the year. That is practically an entire year being pregnant. A man can get up 365 and 366 days for a leap year and impregnate a woman every single day. Every single day. And the fact that birth control and contraception is primarily focused on women, that is coming from control of the woman's body because the man is the one with the sperm who carries the power to impregnate a woman. So why is it that these birth control methods are not being focused on men? And they are the ones who can get up every single day and impregnate a woman. And not even being, I'm not even being dramatic. It's literally something that can happen. Look at Nick Cannon. Look at how many women he has pregnant right now and nothing is, absolute, nothing is wrong with him. And they are the ones who have to bear these children they're basically clocked up for nine months, 10 months out of the year, right? They can't get up and say, oh, I'm going to have another child, another child, another child, another child. But he can do that. So this whole issue of women needing to protect themselves more, it's akin to saying that rape is the, 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 the issue of the woman to manage. So it's never the focus of men practicing self-control or practicing any sort of restriction on themselves. It's women who have to gear up, walk with protection, don't walk at night, do this, do that. It's always, the onus is always on women to go above what a man can do. And it doesn't matter how far above you go, men are still going to be one step ahead of you. That's literally just how men are hardwired. And I, I literally cannot understand it. It's not even an issue where it's a minority of men that you can ignore or you can say they are just deviants. It's men that you literally live with. Look how many girls in homes have been raped or sexually assaulted by their parents, family members, uncle, grandfather, granduncle, father. It happens way more often than we acknowledge. And there are so many girls, especially, and this is why I'm so... Sometimes when I hear the church, oh, sometimes when I hear the church speaking out about these things, I'm so annoyed because 
believe it or not, these pastors, these ministers, these deacons, they are perpetrators of sexual violence as well. And that's an entirely different discussion that we can get into. That's an entirely different discussion. So when the church speaks out on these things, you don't know what kind of skeletons the pastor have in the back of him because it's you know. And enough of them, especially in Jamaica. I'm sorry, I'm getting Jamaica. A lot of them in Jamaica, they have women in the church do abortions and nobody knows. They keep it hush. They keep her protect, especially if she, even if she ends up having the child, they protect her in a way that nobody knows who's the father, who is the father. Because if the man, if it's found out that this man is the father, one big problem. So we have, to, we have to really acknowledge that this issue is not on women to step up and take birth control and get this and get that. It's about men practicing self-control and believe it or not, most of the time, and I can think of so many scenarios with my friends where they have been coerced into having sex, they have been forced, they have been assaulted, abused. I'm thinking of literally so many people right now. So many persons who have gotten pregnant from that, so many persons who have done, I don't want to say homemade, but homemade, for lack of a better term, abortions. And persons who have gotten gravely ill or even died from that. So this whole issue of legalizing abortion, it's not an idea that everybody are going to run to get abortion. No. There are still other safeguards that you can implement before that. We're not debating that. That's not a part of our debate. We know about condoms. Condoms, they run a long time. With noble birth control, with noble album something, with noble abstinence. So we're not debating that you can use those things. But should this happen, women need to have that choice. And that is just the bottom line. Even if you are pro-life, and this is what I don't understand about persons who are pro-life, you chose to have that child. You are still making a choice. If someone forced you to have that child, that is different. That is removal of your choice, your freedom of choice. And then people don't think about the implications that it has on all of our other constitutional rights. How do you defend? You can, well, you can take it from multiple perspectives, the right to life. If this child, which literally, if you look at, this is something that I heard, I'm not sure about the factual, the factual, factuality, if that's the word, um, of it, but, a child, a fetus, I'm not going to say a child, I'm going to say a fetus inside a woman's body is akin to a parasite. This object inside you is literally consuming you. It shifts up your organs. It takes the nutrients from your body to grow and live. It's akin to cancer. If you look at the, what cancer does to our body and what a fetus does to our body, I'm pretty sure you see many similarities. The only reason why childbirth is glorified is that it's the introduction of new life and you have this privilege to be a mother and it's so amazing. But then people don't consider even the implications of being a mother. You have this child and there are so many persons who have postpartum depression from the moment that child exits their body. They do not feel a connection to the child. Now, now if, even if we're talking about postpartum depression, think about having a traumatic experience on top of that. So apart from the fact that you were raped, assaulted, coerced, whatever, to have this child, you bring forth this child, 10 months gone, you birth this child, and you have postpartum depression. 
and that that's not coming let's say that that is not coming from the traumatic experience that's just coming from your mental and then input the trauma that comes on from rape sexual assault incest whatever on top of that how do you expect women to bear that burden and men escape scotch free because the man doesn't have an obligation you know the man does not have an obligation to stick with that child and we see it so many times men completely absolve themselves of responsibility of caring for children and women are left to bear the physical burden the mental toll financial we see it all the time look how much single mother homes run in the country right now and people like to talk about this nuclear family being the perfect institution of love and happiness but look how much people in a nuclear family upset with each other and hate each other look how much parents mother and father mother and child father and child cannot get along so it's just like we can't continue to pretend as if the family the nuclear family is so perfect because it's not and we see where cases where even parents who have been in their children's life from day one up until whenever they still have issues so we have, to, we have to take it back it's not it's not the owner should not be on women but the issue that we're debating is not the 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 presence of other contraceptive methods but it is literally the freedom of choice that is what the debate is centered around and the supreme court has removed that choice so it no means say when abortion was legal people like get five ten abortion one time no or in their lifetime we're not encouraging you know abusing a system like that right because we also know that it has like physical a physical toll on the woman's body so we're not encouraging or oh, you just get pregnant this month or abortion this month what may get pregnant next month abortion next month no that's not what we're encouraging but at the same time what did what this debate should be centered around is the removal of the freedom of choice and not just freedom of choice for 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 us but the 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 implication that it has on other rights that we have you talk about the right to life then you have to talk about the right to life of someone who isn't even born someone who can't sustain themselves on their own while ignoring the right to life of the woman who's carrying the child like this whole thing about pregnancies that are high risk you're, you're you're essentially ignoring that this woman also has a right to life and if i have a fetus that is infringing on my right to life i'm supposed to be able to have the choice to get rid of that so i preserve my right to life you can't take the feet if the woman dies the fetus dies that's the bottom line especially if it's before a certain point so for me i would think that the recommendation that i would rec that what i would recommend is um abortion should be well, this is this is my standpoint in jamaica at least this was way before um the overturning but abortion should be legalized for traumatic circumstances rape incest sexual assault coercion all of that once you have once you can prove that you know this is a circumstance that i endured i ended up pregnant whatever you make a case abortion should be you should be given that choice um right to life of the mother if the mother's life is threatened by the fetus abortion should be you should get that choice but we can't pretend that 
abortion is only right for persons who have gone through those extreme circumstances, we have to also acknowledge the right to the freedom of choice, the choice to have a child. Because it's not just you have the child, because even you're talking about adoption, foster care, whatever, these systems are not effective enough for us to be relying on them. So it doesn't make any sense to bring up adoption. And first, first of all, ad adoption, to me, is completely out of it because adoption is such a long process based on, based on what I have learned. Adoption is a very long process. And there are so many situations that have to be accounted for before an adoption is even legal. So you can't just jump and say, oh, adoption, it's so easy, it's so quick. No. Foster care, you have the issue of persons being displaced, move across many different homes. You have the issue of little girls being assaulted by foster parents. You have the issue of persons taking on children for X amount of years and when them get too hard to deal with them, dash them back into the system. There are so many things to consider. These systems are not yet effective enough for us to completely rely on them. If they were effective, I would be in full support to say, all right, if you want to give a child up for adoption, start the legal paperwork from, 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 from whenever you want to do it. And hopefully it would be completed. You find a good family, whatever. But even then, you can't trust a soul in this world because people are wicked. So even if you put your, your child in the hands, because I, I even read the story the other day of a woman who she gave her, like her best friend, her one-year-old to babysit. And something happened and the, 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 the lady beat the child in his, in his head. I, I can't remember if it was a boy or girl. I think it was a boy though. Beat the child in his head so much over something that he did that the child had to go into emergency surgery and the child eventually died. And that is a friend. So imagine giving your child off to a complete stranger for something like that to happen. So you have to consider all the circumstances. And I mean, we like to point to facts and statistics and all of that, but we live in the real world. The numbers don't define us. We live in the real world where society, the mind of man cannot be calculated. You can't calculate what someone is going to do. You can't calculate, you can't put numbers to the scenario that's happening in real life. So that's just what I have to say. Wow, wow, wow. This conversation is going and going. Um, we definitely need a part two on this. Um, I'm just gonna just drop in a little bit of nugget there and then have the other two Kellys uh, come in and kind of wrap this up. And then if we wanna continue uh, our recording, that'd be great. This is so heavy. Um, I'm gonna touch a little bit on what everyone has said a little bit and just some great viewpoints. I certainly respect the fact that we respect each other and sharing this and hope our audience get where we're coming from, from all uh, perspective. And I believe Kelly I had, um, Kelly with the I had said earlier that about the political concept behind it, as well as different laws that are, you know, getting to look at now, different things that are people are looking at. I had a conversation with someone and it may sound far-fetched, but, you know, they're like, next, you know, they're going to be coming back with different laws that, you know, were set in place and what happened to slavery and this and, and it sounds far fetched, but really and truly there are forces that are set out to do certain things to change certain things. And so we have to take this for more than what it is presented. And if we tend to look at it only from a, um, you know, there is still politics behind it, of course, and you have to also look at the fact that 
you know, um, one party will say, okay, this is what we want. But then when you look at all the stuff that's happening, the healthcare system, the education system, all those things are being affect, affected by this. Um, you know, taxpayers' money are going into this whole process of, you know, coming up with this law, this new thing, and this overturning, all these things. So all those things matter. There are things that's underneath. It's not just the case itself. It's other hidden things, hidden factors, as well as this, the, the language we're using now, which is real, it's forced, right? Um, Dee just referred to the fact that I would still have a choice, right? So if I'm pro-life, I still have a choice. But what happened now? The choice has been taken away. So I have to see it that way and, ne- and not get lost into the debate of uh, religious debate, so to speak, because that's just a, a, a covering too as well, right? And just rip that off, rip off the religious debate off it and look at the nature of it. This is basically a fight for women to keep to, to, from keep from getting abortion it, it's a fight like we're we're white let's just call it what it is white men okay white men are being protected that's that's at the end of the day that's what it is okay to maintain dominion like their god it is not a religious debate we need to we need to look deeper than that your choice is your choice my choice is my choice like the fact is again I have a choice. And if we want to put the religious part of it, uh, Christ never forced any of us either. He said, you can choose. Choose you this day whom you will serve. So again, we still have choices. But with this decision, the choice is taken. It's now you are forced. You are forced to do this. Uh, D also uh, referred to the fact of, okay, the choice of life. What if the mother is at risk? she has the right to choose for her life now had my situation been different 20 something years ago to now in my age and let's say we we make the choice that we want so what if i'm 51 and i want to go have a child again right what if i get to the point where they say okay you're gonna have to make a decision it's the child's life or yours you best believe you better write about it because i'm going to choose my life right i am going to choose my life so does that make me to the place where, oh, how can a minister make that choice? Yeah, I want to choose my life. Like, why would I want to leave my husband with a young child that may have, you know, whatever, whatever, and 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 I just go, no, I want to enjoy the rest of my life. So I may, so pending if I get in that situation, right? My first situation was different because I have the choice, and it comes back to what D kept saying: it's the choice. So I think we need to look at that and not get lost into the religious debate and anything else, but look at the fact of men making the decision to have that dominion, to force, to take away that choice and to cover up and look at the hidden political things behind it. Who's suffering? What areas are being suffering from this as well because of the involvement? So, um, you know, I'll, I'll allow the other two Kellys and and, um, and I'll allow Dio's as well to, chime back in and Sanchez just one more point and then we could wrap up and we can continue our part two all right I think D will go first and then the two Kellys and then Sanchez and we'll come back to Kelly with the eye to give us a closing piece go ahead D okay so I just since you mentioned religion I just want to touch on the whole religious point because this is what I'm talking about when I mean this is such a seminal decision and I don't feel like it was thought about enough because we have this christian-centered 
society in a sense. I mean, more so in Jamaica than in America, but I feel like when, when we discuss religion, we don't discuss religion, we discuss Christianity. We discuss what Christians permit. And based on my knowledge, Judaism and Islam in, the, in those religions, they permit abortions up until a certain point. So now if I'm a Muslim and I want to go to a center to have an abortion, I know that my religion permits me to do that. But now my freedom of religion is being infringed because they have taken away my freedom of choice to have an abortion. So it's like when we discuss religion, we talk about Christianity with no regard for other religions that exist, especially in a, in a, in a society that is so diverse as American society. Because in Jamaica, we are, it's probably like 90% Christianity, if we're being honest. I'm probably like, you know, single digits for the other, for the other um, religions. So we talk about Christianity as being this focal point for what we decide. And separate from this whole white, white supremacy, you know, white men um, imposing their beliefs on, on other individuals, you know, especially minority groups and, 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 and that whole issue that's, that's completely separate. But when we talk about religion, we don't have regard for, and especially Christians, Christians don't have regard for any other religion. Because we believe that, and I guess it comes into, you know, the issue of faith and belief, you know, we believe that our God is the only true and living God. And we believe that what we believe and what we subscribe to is the truth. And because we believe that what we believe and what we subscribe to is the truth, we believe that what anyone else believes or what anyone else subscribes to is not the truth. So because of that, we have kind of set ourselves on this high ground. And we believe that because we are the most dominant religion in this sphere we are we are now empowered to make all our choices based on on this on our beliefs while disregarding the beliefs of others so i'm interested i'm actually very interested to see how this plays out it may be it's probably going to be very bad especially if we consider like the religious aspect of it but i'm very very interested to see how it will play out especially legally um, when it concerns other religions and the freedom to practice, the freedom to practice your belief. There are, there's a lot of follow that's going to happen from this. And I feel like those implications were not properly accounted for when they made this decision. That's it for me. I agree with you just before they jump in, you know, because you also definitely we definitely need a second on this because you have to look at the fact that this decision also places. I would say the reproductive health on black women and other women of color at risk as well, you know, as Kelly that I mentioned, you know, her personal situation so all that but um, I'll step aside and have the other two Kelly's and Sanchez just chime in real quick and um, go ahead. Okay, this is Kelly and I. Um, I just wanted to comment and jump in. Danielle, you're 100% right. Actually, in Judaism, if there is a threat to the mother's life, it is mandatory to have an abortion. So that infringes on their religious belief for this. So you're 100%. That's a great point. 
Um, just quickly, because I've been like listing a lot of resources and throwing things in throughout. Um, oh, I, I remember something else that Danielle said that I also remember. Okay, so I I personally worked in pharmacy for seven years. I had two patients that had had tubal ligations where they're, they're or what else, um, tubes tied. That's what most people would call it. Still get pregnant because their tube sealed, which is possible. So even if you think you're making a permanent decision with your choice on where you want to be, things happen. <laughs> So I think that's another reason that we do need abortion because that person obviously made the choice that they don't want to have children anymore. And that's not fair. Um, but I just wanted to throw out some resources and information. Um, there's someone that I follow. His name is Muscles and Nursing on TikTok. He's provided a lot of information. He's in the nursing field right now and has dealt with nursing management. One of the ways that he said, we can all help ourselves if we choose to not give them as much information. Um, do not have a period tracking app that can be uploaded to the cloud. Um, whenever you go to your healthcare provider, you no longer need to provide when your last menstrual cycle was. Say, I don't know or I don't wanna tell you. Um, and these are in states that they would enforce the felony. Some states I think will never enforce the felony. Texas, I'm looking at you, you will. Um, <laughs> if you're buying tampons or pregnancy tests, please buy them with cash. Um, so that way there's no trace to someone following you to see if you haven't bought tampons or if you have bought a pregnancy test. Um, you want to do exactly what you can do to eliminate any paper trail, and that includes do not get a positive pregnancy test at a doctor's office or hospital. If you think that you're pregnant and they want to give you a test, you need to decline, which is your right. Um, just those kind of things to protect yourself. Um, there's also a group of private pilots that are offering angel flights, which are basically if you're in a state, like if you're in the South, where it's very difficult for you to get to a state, a lot of people, the next closest state is like Illinois. Um, they, if you get in with their network, they will fly you to a state and that's not illegal. Um, also I want to shout out Lizzo because <laughs> Lizzo is donating half a million dollars, um, to this cause to try to, uh, get some attorneys, get some stuff going to help us get this fixed and Live Nation, who is hosting her tour just said they would match her donation. So Live Nation also donated half a million dollars. So that's positive. Um, Okay, that's everything I think I had. And we can go to Kelly. Wow, that was great information. Thank you. Uh, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought of that. The fact that we even have to do that stresses me out as if our lives aren't already complicated enough. My God, I'm like, you know, I'm having a baby now to think about what happens after because this is it. We're done after this kid. <laughs> we are done. But I know we talked about contraception. Um, contraceptives, men, you can do something too. Um, I think women are, I believe women, I think these are pure facts, are affected heavily because of all the hormone intake and how our bodies are built different um, when it comes to contraceptives. And men can also make a decision to be on birth control, different options they have, um, and it affects them less. So women we don't have to be the ones to be the one to do this and that um hopefully i mean not everyone's in a situation where there was a man who's willing to do that and that's really unfortunate but if you are in a relationship where you know you're talking to your spouse or your significant other and you know talk about different options where the woman doesn't always have to be the one to do that so i just wanted to to mention that because for y'all, it's way easier. 
just want to throw that out there. And um, yeah, I thought this episode was great. It was actually my idea to talk about it. <laughs> uh, I wasn't even supposed to be on this podcast because I'm so deep into my pregnancy, but I felt like because I'm pregnant and gone through all these things and heard all these women's story that it was important for me if I could to be on this um, podcast. And I have learned a lot here. There's some things I had zero clue about. And this is why this, the decision for people to just mandate this or have it into law just hurts even more because there's it's so layered, you know what I'm saying? So that's my spiel. The next time you guys will see me, I will be, yeah, having a little kid, a little one and doing these podcasts. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for this information because I, I didn't know a lot of this. I just knew my experience, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I feel like, uh, I feel that, Kelly. Um, well, you guys said, you guys said a bit, um, no, no valuable points. Um, all right, let, let me let me backtrack a bit. I gotta go back into the archive. Hold on. All right, um, Daniel, you had a quite inspiring um conversation. Uh, well, not conversation. You had a little monologue there. Um, let let let's say this. Um, my perspective. Um, and I'm gonna make it a little personal here. So I'm not pro-life. I'm not pro-choice. I'm not religious. I'm not religious. No. <laughs> I'm, um, the thing is, I'm a guy, I, I, I more so I'm pro facts. You said that, you know, yes, people, people go through the things that they go through, right? Human beings, emotions, you know, guys try to write algorithms and programs and artificial intelligence to kind of map that out, but people are people. And by far and large, you can't, you can't, right. You're right. You can't really gauge that. Um, however, I do believe that, and maybe this is the, the, the P dance in me. Um, yes, people are relegated to a number, a statistic, despite it may not correlate with your prevailing reality or your immediate reality. They are there for a reason. And for me, data gives you a holistic view outside of your own. So. Let's talk about like the the um the demographics of who do most of the um the abortions, and it's not even about the debate is centered on freedom of choice. True enough. True enough. True enough. Here's what I'm saying. For a lot of the things that um that happen, if I I'm pretty sure if I go to a, a dump site. I will see nothing but garbage. There is no doubt about it. If I go to somewhere where, you know, the, the, if I if I look for horror, if I see horror, if I, I, yes, the horrors are there. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm not even trying. I'm. I, they, they do exist, and it hurts, right? And they're unfortunate. You mentioned a lot about the Daniel, particularly. Because I'm just still trying to sift through what you, you went through. Um, you went through the horrors of, you know, okay, uh, you, you spoke about like, you know, we can't talk about like, uh, you know, nuclear families, right? There's no institution that's perfect, right? I don't think there's anything that's perfect. 
but on an aggregate, which is better? I mean, if you look at the um, at the state of the, of the world, especially the community, right? And, and I know you kind of speak to like, even in, you know, the Jamaican diaspora. I mean, I can relate to like 100% of the things that you said. I mean, as a people, where do, you know, accountability come into play, right? Where, where are, where does personal responsibility come into play? And for men, men, all right, yeah, the, the man them have to glove up. Me believe that the man them supposed to glove up or the man them supposed to do for them due diligence too. And you can't trust man either. True enough. You can't trust people. You can't trust the past. You can't trust the policemen. You can't trust none of them people. Over, overstand the party. Overstand the piece. And yes, that's that. That is the world that we live in, or even in the Western world, largely. My thing is this. At the same token, when you do a broad brushstroke, and it's a, yes, it has to be a generality because in order to look at everything at this high level or holistically, it has to be a broad brushstroke. In general, and given the data, a lot of stuff that people, a lot of, well, a lot of what we've done, a lot of what is, what is being done is that a lot, of, a lot of abortions have been elective. I mean, Take it for what you may. The data, I'm not even, I, this is not even my personal opinion. It's just what the data says, right? Now, I would say this. Circumstances where, I mean, I believe state, you know, individual states and even the federal government should do a thing where they make accommodations, right? They have that option to where like, yo, Definitely go ahead, you know, the abortion is there. That that ticket is there. You know, you have an extenuating circumstance. Go ahead. Yes. You're about to, yeah, go ahead. I I, I never really I, I'm not religious at all. I went to church back in the day, but I'm not even, I don't even care too much for the religious arguments because honestly, it's very there's a lot of cognitive dissonance that goes on with that. But in in any in any case, right? There is still there is still some level of accountability that I think is not even being addressed for the great freedom of choice. What you don't recognize, well, a lot of what a lot of people, not you, sorry, not you, you as you guys, but what a lot of people don't recognize is that freedom of choice is still a privilege. It, it's still a you're given a privilege. And I understand it. I, I understand that it, it, it's taking the right for you to do what you want as a woman. I definitely, I feel for that. It's taking that right. But I mean, you have to look at, you know, that's why I say having a worldview is very, very important. Look at what um, Robin said something earlier about, um, you know, why don't men get contraception? Uh, you know, why can't men get contraception? Well, let's be honest. Do we know about do we know about anything about other than vasectomy, abstinence, and putting on condoms for men? I mean, women have yeah, we have all these forty things, right? I mean, I mean, women have all these thirty different contraceptive methods, right? For men, I mean, I, I don't think science has evolved to that point. Let's be honest. This, I don't think science has evolved to that point. That's almost like saying, get a time machine and go back into the future. Like, I mean, you know, 
So I think that is a very disingenuous argument in and of itself. But hey. Sanchez, why do you think that is? Why do you think there isn't as much contraceptive for a man than there is a woman? Why do you think that is? I, 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 my speculation. My There's speculation, one answer. My speculation is that women have the unilateral right. You're not answering so, so me. What? Why do I think? I don't know. Why do you think? <laughs> I don't know. There's I don't more know. For I don't yes, know. you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you, you do, know. Mr. Blake. Yes, you, you do. do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this really is where mommy's going to step in. This is where mommy's going to step in. I'm telling I you. Really don't know. When I hear the pregnant woman say, Mr. Blake, this is where we're going to call Robin and we're going to come back to part two because I'm telling you, this conversation we could exhaust. I mean, our Zoom probably out of cloud storage right now. That's how long it's about to take. So I'm going to ask <laughs> respectfully all of us because I don't want that pregnant woman over there to be going before her time because she said, Mr. Blake. And she went, she said, Hanser. So she put that H, she emphasized the H, okay? So you know she went deep right there. So again, just a wonderful conversation. Robert, I'm gonna ask you to come in and close while we prepare ourselves for part two, kind of a sort of like, but um, Robin, can you just give us a close out? Great point of view from everyone, respectfully, Sanchez, you hold your own as the only guy on, on tonight applauding you i mean you brought your views we heard you respectfully but you know we go come at you right um we love the fact that um d is using her opportunity here i almost thought like girl you ready to start law already i'm just like so excited about that kelly's like let me get into kelly with the eyes let me get into the the the, the background here and the pharmaceutical aspect and the this and the that and you know kelly with the s is just like hey let me just share my personal point of view and i just share where i'm coming from as um from my generation from a cultural standpoint and robin as well from her personal choice and we certainly respect each and every one on today some great great information i'm just so even more amazed at you guys. And I'm so glad that this is part of my legacy. Jen's XYZ podcast, part of my legacy. Uh, Robin, you want to close us off? Yeah, I'm not even going to touch on that again because my nerves. So <clears throat> thank you guys for listening to part one. Uh, if you have any comments or your own stories, points of view, you know, no judgments here. Don't hesitate to contact us on all our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Jens XYZ Podcast. You can email us at Jens uh, XYZ Podcast at gmail.com. Leave a voice note at uh, Anchor, Jens XYZ Podcast. Pretty much everything is Jens XYZ Podcast. Uh, if you, if you leave a voice note, it could be a part of the next episode. Um, if you love what's going on and you want us to continue and you feel it in your heart to donate, even if it's a dollar, go on ahead. There'll be a link on all our episodes. You can donate towards us. Uh, thank you again for listening. We'll be back. Like we said, this is a very loaded topic, so we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>